When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. Right, so let's get stuck into the Bulletin uh, this Friday, and it's uh, with Andrew Gordy this morning, very familiar guest uh, on our show. Uh, Gord's well, uh, it's uh, what, about uh, 36 hours away, and uh, all will be revealed. Uh, what are you expecting at Suncorp? What am I expecting at Suncorp? Morning, Smithy. Uh, morning to all the listeners. I'm expecting the Warriors to put up a bloody good fight uh, at the very least. I, I can't say with absolute confidence that they're going to go out there and win it, but I do expect this team to put up a fight. I thought, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when obviously they, they faced the Panthers in the first week of the NRL playoffs, I reckon that's one of the few occasions this year uh, that we've actually really seen the Warriors just almost not put up the white flag, but just not really be able to muster much of a fight. Um, apart from, obviously, the final, final round-robin victory against the Dolphins, but I think you can excuse that as second-string side and everything like that. Um, but I think that's the one occasion, and I'd be, I'd be very surprised and, and also disappointed if we were to see a repeat of something like that this weekend. I, I don't think they're quite as faced by the Broncos as they might be the Panthers, this Warriors team. So I am certainly looking forward to them going out there at Suncorp. I don't think they'll be overawed by the occasion. It's obviously going to be a huge crowd there. Um, and and the, you know, the majority of it is obviously going to be behind the Broncos. But I, like I say, I expect them to put up a big fight. The one player I'm really looking forward to, and I suppose that I'm looking to, to, to lead this Warriors team uh, this weekend, is not so much Sean Johnson, but Adam Fenua Blake. I, I think... I think he's been, don't get me wrong, he's obviously had plenty of plaudits this season, but I think he's, you know, relative to Sean Johnson, I think he's been the unsung hero of, of this team um, and deserves a lot more praise than, than what he's received this year. And I think the battle between him and Payne Haas will go a long way to deciding this fixture um, because really, I mean, Sean Johnson, and his, who, who has been world-class, obviously, this year, he's, he's been back to his very, very best and arguably the best he's ever been. But I think a large, a large part of that is to do with this Warriors four pack, which has been absolutely outstanding this year, led by Fanua Blake and, and others. Obviously, you know, Marathi Akure, Tohu Harris have obviously been outstanding as well. Um, but I think Adam's really led this team around the park, and, and they're going to need him and others, obviously, to step up this weekend if, if we expect Sean Johnson to, to weave the magic that we've seen him uh, weave throughout the season. Let's say they win. Let's say the Warriors win. Uh, how remarkable will that be? I mean, what have they basically created in this country anyway? Well, yeah, geez, if they win, Smithy. I mean, just for a starter, and like, part of me is a little bit reluctant to get into this, this debate because the, the whole rugby versus league debate, um, or to, well, we, perhaps we should say rugby versus Warriors debate, but... You can't tell me that New Zealand rugby aren't absolutely dying for this Warriors run to end so that some of the focus, I suppose, can shift onto this All Blacks team at this World Cup because the longer this Warriors team go on, and it's pure, it's pure novelty factor, isn't it, Smithy? Because, because we've seen the All Blacks go to World Cups and win World Cups. There's no real novelty factor to that. But 
But until the Warriors win an NRL premiership and we're and they're deep into the finals, obviously, the the novelty factor of that is just going to sweep across the nation. So, and and if if that goes for another for another week after this, um, what, what's that doing for the All Blacks and the you know they're being sort of shunted out of the spotlight by this Warriors team at the moment, and, and understandably so. Like I say, there is a huge novelty factor attached to the success of this Warriors team at the moment. You know, the, up the wires has has swept across the entire nation and even onto, you know, Sky's uh, broadcast of All Blacks games every, every week. You're hearing, you know, most, most sort of uh, pundits and everything just sort of, you know, descend into up the wires if things aren't necessarily going well for the All Blacks. So that's where things are at in this country at the moment. That, you know, rugby's kind of lost the narrative in that regard to, to a Warriors team, which absolutely deserves to, to hold the narrative at the moment. And it's, it's you know, it's even not just sweeping across New Zealand, but across across Australia and, and, you know, we're even seeing it around the world at the moment. So um, they, they have certainly made a massive, massive impact. And, you know, and it's all been completely organic, Smitty. That's the thing that's really stood out for me is that there's been nothing, there's been nothing manufactured about the Warriors' hype. It's all been down to them and a, and a terrific fan base. Um, which have just done everything themselves, haven't they? Um, so, yeah, geez, if it goes on for another week, just just imagine the, the hysteria that's going to sweep over the country and all while the All Blacks are competing at a Rugby World Cup. It's going to be astounding. All journalists uh, with any uh, interest at all in the Rugby World Cup are uh, waiting for uh, news on Antoine Dupont uh, and uh, yeah. a possible fractured jaw. Uh, if that is the case, how much does it change the thinking on France's chances? Well, I think they all but disappear, Smithy. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's the equivalent, and having just said that, it's the equivalent of, you know, the All Blacks losing Dan Carter during the 2011 World Cup. I don't know that this France team, though, would have necessarily the strength of character um, and, and, the, and the other leaders, I suppose, to be able to carry a loss of, of DuPont's nature I suppose and, and, and he, he just has so much so much weight in that team doesn't he and he's the one player in that team that you genuinely know can, can change the game can break the game for, for France if they had to lose him um, you know that France lose something massive and every other team in this competition grows a leg another leg as a result of it um, and this is what World Cups are all about, though, Smithy, isn't it? I, I actually, you know, it's, it's obviously terrible for the tournament and terrible for France if they were to lose uh, a player of Antoine Dupont's standing. But it just adds a great narrative to the, to the World Cup, doesn't it? Um, and any World Cup, when you, you see a, 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 a big-name player like them uh, dip out of the tournament. You know, like I say, Dan Carter and, and there's, there's plenty of others. I mean, South Africa have obviously lost Malcolm Marks. Um, and, and this is where... World Cups become really interesting for me because all your pre-tournament predictions can go out the window when a team lose a player of that type of standing. It can really have a major impact on, on that team's hopes of being able to do what you need to do to win a World Cup, and that is win three knockout games in a row against world-class opponents. And sometimes, depending on who that player is and in what particular position, it can have an enormous bearing on your ability to to achieve that specific thing with three games in a row against world-class opponents. And, yeah, I would have serious doubts about whether France would be able to do that without someone like Antoine. Eddie Jones reportedly has uh, dropped Carter Gordon uh, for this very key match uh, against Wales. Um, And this is the guy, basically the only specialist 10 he took over there, leaving good ones at home. 
Um, wh- what does this say about Eddie now? Well, he's the Eddie Jones. It's just becoming a bit of a caricature of himself, isn't it? Um, I think he's exposing himself uh, at the very, very highest level at the moment to be exactly what he what he is. Now, before I go any further, Smithy, I, I, I can remember uh, in, in 2019 when obviously Eddie was in charge of, of that England team, which which knocked over the All Blacks in, in a World Cup semi final. I, I can remember being at at the the pre match press conference. I'm pretty sure it was on a Wednesday when they were announcing their team. Eddie Jones delivered the most masterful press conference performance I have ever seen in my life. I've never seen someone just be able to wrestle control of the narrative and dominate uh, the narrative ahead of a fixture quite like he did on, on that occasion. Um, that, that's the one you'll probably remember, Smithy, where he, where he called, called all the New Zealand journos fans with keyboards, um, and, he, and he whipped out, he, he had several other lines that he just was ready to whip out because he knew that he had to do something um, to upset the All Blacks uh, and upset New Zealanders, I suppose, in such a crucial week. And he went out there and did it. But he went out there and did it because he knew that he had a dominant forward pack that was going to go out there and, and do a job against the All Blacks. He doesn't have that now. He doesn't have a, a fantastic team to fall back on that's going to back up his words. Now, now he's just being exposed, really, for making probably some pretty poor decisions in the selection of this World Cup team, despite having the conviction, obviously, that... He believes that this Wallabies team needs a real shake-up and needs to turn to youth. Well, that youth is being exposed on the biggest stage of all. I mean, they've obviously lost to, to Fiji, and now they're walking into a game, a must-win game, against an equally struggling Wales team. But what, you're saying you're going to drop the only, essentially the only number 10 that you selected in the squad? I mean, what must Bernard Foley be thinking? What must Quade Cooper be thinking? What must Dave Rennie be thinking at the moment? What must Rugby Australia be thinking at the moment? How on earth... And why did we choose to back this guy ahead of Dave Rennie, who, who admittedly was not necessarily getting results, but I think there was method to what he was doing, and I, and I think he would have been able to achieve a lot, a lot better results than certainly what uh, Eddie Jones has managed to this, this year. But I think they got caught up in, in a problem that is kind of unique to Australia at the moment, is that they needed someone who was going to basically bring a bit of charisma. And it's not actually dissimilar to what New Zealand rugby's facing at the moment. You know, you, you look at the the turf war, I suppose, that's going on between league and union at the moment in this country, and you've got Ian Foster, who, you know, um, no, no sort of nothing against Ian Foster by any means, but he probably doesn't have the same level of charisma that, um, you know, we're sort of seeing out of, out of the Warriors across the board at the moment. I mean, that's, I think, what, what Rugby Australia got caught up in. They just wanted a guy who, who could grab them some headlines, and Eddie Jones has certainly done that. But it's not going to it's not going to transform into results, and that's the big problem they have now. And if they get knocked out of the pool phase um, at a rugby world cup, well, there's no no amount of quick grabs from Eddie Jones that's going to fix that. They're in, they're in for the long haul here, and they're in deep trouble. Ireland or South Africa, and uh, a word: Ireland or South Africa. Who do I think will win? Yep. I think I think Ireland. I think Ireland will win this one. Um, I, I don't know. There's just something about South Africa that, that I'm not sure they're quite there, and I don't think they're quite the same team without Malcolm Mark. So, yeah, I'll be punting for Ireland this weekend. Good on you, Gords. Have a terrific weekend, and uh, thanks for taking part in the bulletin this morning. Um, all the very best. Cheers, man. Cheers, mate.